0: the world. Things dangerous, dangerous
1: to, to come, come to. To, yeah. to see behind walls.
0: To draw closer. Hey everybody, welcome to the Underrated Podcast. This is a podcast where We discuss films that we feel are underrated, underappreciated, or those that have slipped under radar and passed most people by. Um, This is a collaboration of friends, and together we are the undercast company. I am Ariel, I'm joined by, as always, by Derek and Alan.
2: What's up? Hey everybody, what's going on?
0: Um, Today we're going to be talking about the 2013 version of A Secret Life of Walter Mitty. I say this version because it's... The the original iteration was a short story written by James Thurber and had a previous 1947 film starring the iconic actor Danny Kaye who would start his daydreams with a tapaka 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 Um all all of the versions are vastly different um, but and have over storylines but all of them are stemming from the idea of an overimaginative man escaping his reality through his many fantasies. Um this film Unfairly received a wrong score from critics and while audience liked it with a fifty uh seventy-one percent and a seven point three on IMDB, this film deserves so much more from the amazing dual performance and incredible directing from Ben Stiller, who in my opinion is an underrated director in in himself. Uh, definitely in,
1: gotta agree with that.
0: Yeah, and in incredible cinematography, I mean, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. um, this film is such an incredible story of uh, of telling of how to regain yourself, and so and how to truly live your fantasies. Um, so I just want to start this conversation because, like, um, what, rewatching it for today, I'm like, I think this is my speed racer where i have no understanding why this movie does not get more recognition it is such a beautiful movie it's its message is so touching ben stiller is so transformative in this movie um you know seeing him in the beginning and his his journey at the end and just going on this journey with him um have, having seen the original Danny K movie this one just blows that one out of the water and like Danny it, it's it's a classic like the Danny K one is a classic um of that time but this one just takes that idea and just creates such a deep story with it and um i just love this movie i love this movie so much and i think um, to get it a bit personal, it it's for me personally, I, it stems from, I relate so much with Walter Mitty, um, especially with having to take on responsibilities for your family and kind of like side curbing your own, like, uh, dreams and, and ambitions and stuff like that. And then you just fall into this rut of like, I'm just, I'm just working. I love it. I love the work that I'm doing but you know there is a part of me that wants to travel wants to do this and stuff like that and and it's such an amazing movie like it's like i said earlier the cinematography is so beautiful the directing is incredible just like the seamlessness of of going from reality to fantasy uh, is amazing and just how it transforms like you know the fantasies at the beginning are so fan fantastical but then they start to become more real and real and real until his fantasies are his reality in a way because he made it that way he took this journey and he took that leap at like um you know like how and the how the use of ground control to major tom or space oddity um is used is essentially that stepping off point for him and it's done so beautifully uh and then you get that little uh wink wink hint hint, um hint hint to reference of um matrix in this um with the two different colored cars that he ends up with choosing in in greenland um for those and it's very it yeah it's very um time Time relevant to our time right now Because the Matrix uh, uh, Resurrections trailer Just came out two days ago um, but if, for those who don't know, yeah, the Matrix, um, the famous red pill, blue pill, blue pill keeps you in the simulation or the fantasy and the red pill brings you out of the simulation to reality. And in that moment when he's asked what color car do you want, red or blue, he chooses red for his reality. He's finally entering into this reality, reality of his, um, huh. yeah. And I just never love... put that together. It's really good. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's a blatant, like nod to to matrix with that um and yeah ben stiller oh my gosh he is so by he's hot already but by the end of this he is hot like he is so indiana Indiana jones
1: was uh the lead singer of what does he say joy division i can't Uh, remember what no no no
0: of the of the um i don't think the strokes yeah of the strokes yeah yeah of the strokes yeah yeah that's so good and yeah, it's just like, oh man, Ben Stiller just does an incredible job on this. And like, yeah, like I said, like Ben Stiller is, is very underrated of a director. I mean, Tropic Thunder is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, cable the guy? Freaking cable guy. The freaking um, music video that he did for Jack Johnson, uh, Taylor, <laughs> is amazing too. It's so, so like s- cinematic um and yeah, he doesn't do is... a lot of stuff he's
1: very choosy with the movies he directs and yeah i think for a good reason cause, like they're all bangers like he directed uh-huh. zoolander like he's he's such a good director and he doesn't yeah. get credit for it like he doesn't get thought of as like this director who um like this actor turned director like a lot of other like clint eastwood does and stuff like mm-hmm. he doesn't get the credit that he deserves for that
0: yeah yeah and just the i going back to that ground um space idy scene that i think is like one of the greatest shots like just the you just feel it you know from the point of christian wigg's char- or his imagination of of christian wigg's character singing this song and her, her voice is so beautiful with it um and mm-hmm. then them walking out of the bar and then him just like there he she's like singing to him and then it's like shot of like him it goes around him and then he like has this realization and then of like I need to do this and he starts running and then there's that um outward shot and all like the oh so good and then he jumps on and like then that's where the Ben Stiller acting comes in and he's like <laughs> like. A mixture of, like, I can't believe I did this. And then also, like, I'm doing this, you know? <sighs> I mm-hmm. love this movie. I love this movie.
1: Mm-hmm. No, yeah, it's, it's like, because we were kind of talking about it for a little bit, Ariel, and when you were, like, that's going to be our next movie. It was, like, yeah, fucking I'm on board. I, I think I'd only ever seen it once before this, but, like, I remember it just, like, really hitting me. And I was, re- like, watching it a second time, it did make a really, really big impact um, because I think this film really, a lot of the stuff you were saying, Ariel, like the themes are really resonant about him kind of being this daydreamer and kind of like having this, you know, and me being like a writer, I could, that's the part I could relate to Walter Mitty a lot is like having these kind of like big ideas and just kind of like, you know, but like not going on these adventures. And I was very sheltered for a long time too. And it wasn't until, you know, my like late twenties, I um, mid to late twenties that I started going out and going on adventures, and, like, I'm like, you know what, fuck it, I want to go to Austin City so I'm going to fly to Texas by myself, you know, like, fuck Texas right now, but whatever, Um, but, like, just, like, heading out there, and just, you know, just kind of to go on these adventures by myself, going to Coachella by myself, you know, like, hey, maybe I'll die, whatever, you know, and um, and how he, I love the way that it uses, kind of, the language of film to kind of be like, yeah, these fantasies are becoming his reality, like you said, and, you know, you have that moment when he jumps out of the out of the plane and like he's like he grabs the guy's like face like to because you know as an audience you're watching this and that sees mundane scenes and they're shot very kind of like normally and then you switches to kind of like a way an action film is shot when he does his fantasies and then the actual movie starts to switch that way too mm-hmm. so it's kind of telegraphing you that his real life is becoming like his fantasies and as it goes on the fantasies become less and less prevalent and the only time it really slips back into it is like after he kind of gets shut down by Chris and Wig, and he sees it, and it's just on the TV. It's it's little, and he's he's like, okay, you know, what? I'm not gonna let this kind of creep back in. And he like gets out of the cab and gets away from Conan. Those fantasies don't ever creep back up again. And I thought that was a really cool moment. The first time I saw it, I was like, oh, well, like they came back. Why did they? But I'm like, okay, it's because of this other stuff too. Like, because, like when um they're like uh they talk about like oh like we'll see if these pictures will give him like, give us a clue. And then it does that thing that movies do where it's like, okay, this is a picture of water. And now we're showing him sitting at the front by the water. And you're like, okay, like that's just water transitioning to other water. But if you, and when you watch it again, you're like, that is literally he that, the water that he was sitting at, because the next picture is Ben Stiller sitting at that same spot that he's sitting at trying to fa- find it. So it's just like, oh my God, it tricked us. It made us think that it was just, was this was just an ordinary shot. And it's just a, like a regular film transition. But no, and then it's right after that scene, Kristen Wiig is like, you know, hey, pay attention to the clues. And you're like, it was right there. And then, you know, the stuff where he's like, oh, my mom made this kind of cake. And it's like, oh, he she made that kind of cake because he gave it to him. And he's like brought it on the boat with him. Like he went to and see his mom and just all the little things that it's doing like that. It's such a brilliant film. And I think this film is interesting because it does have a 51 percent, like you said, on Rotten Tomatoes. Um but it is one of those movies where a lot of movies that have about that score tend to get middling reviews, tend to get like C's and like D's and like C pluses and D minuses. Whereas this one was just really divisive. People either like really didn't like it and just gave it a bad review or they like loved it. It got on like top 10 lists, but it also like people were like, this is bad. And I think a lot of people who didn't like it, like the reason it's got like those half bad reviews was a lot of people comparing it to the other ones, um, which, and I haven't seen, I haven't read the original like, short story. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I haven't read the Danny K one and they're like, oh, it's very different from those. And I think that is something mm-hmm. you run into a lot where if something is different than its source material or what you've seen before, people will react negatively to it. Mm-hmm. Me obviously yeah. have never seen those. This is like my Walter Mitty. And it's just like, for all the same reasons that you said, Ariel of it, just being mm-hmm. a story of like someone like coming into their own and like going on these great adventures. And like, he's always had this within himself. That's why he daydreams. That's why when he was a kid, he had a Mohawk and he was just about to go to Europe. And then this, you know, his dad died and it just, it's, it's so good for those reasons. It's so good because of the way that it uses the techniques of film and just, you know, all, all these different things. I, I, I it's, it's a movie that I need to go back to more yeah. often, certainly. And I'm really glad we got to revisit it for this. Um, You know, yeah. this is definitely a film that I think we've wanted to talk about for a while on underrated. So I'm glad that we're finally getting to it.
0: Yeah. So to go back to the original short story and then uh-huh. um, the Dan K, I'll give you a little bit of insight. So the original short story takes place essentially over the course of an afternoon. Um, the It's, a, it's essentially um, a husband who daydreams at, while taking his, His wife into town. It's an English town. It was written by an English writer. Um, And his wife is essentially like berates him. And stuff like that. So this is kind of like his way to. To like again. Like in all senses leave a mundane life. This life is. It's him to escape. And he tells all these different stories. To himself while he's passing like. um, Places in the. In. uh, Town and, and stuff like that. Um, the Danny K one kind of, I, it's it, it's very much of its time, in my opinion, where it's kind of, like, ties into, like, gangster stuff. He, Walter Mitty is a daydreamer and stuff like that, and then this girl and then her crew kind of, like, take advantage of him and, like, are trying to use him as a fall guy because he's not very paying attention anyway to things, so they're kind of tricking him, and it's very much of a of a time of that, that era. Um, funnily enough uh the writer of the short story wrote uh con- like a commentary piece on the movie and how much he disliked it because they weren't listening to him and his his input and that that commentary was published in life magazine so <laughs> i think i don't know if that's like a tie into yeah um the what happens in this movie but this movie, like, while it is different from both source materials, of course, like I said, the core is the same. It is about this man trying to escape his mundane life um, through his fantasies and stuff like that. But this asks so much more of a, a, a core question, like I'd say the original short story did, because the original short story, you know, it's kind of a sadder point. Because he is escaping, like a a life with a pretty bad marriage and stuff like that, and just like wants more, wants more out of his life. Um, where you know that's kind of falls in the same line of Walter Mitty, but while like um Ben Stiller's Walter Mitty, but added to that is this sense of like he had that opportunity, but he lost it because he had to take in responsibilities and he had to be the responsible one and take care of his family so and this is like his regaining of that yeah
2: yeah um well i'll chime in because and... yeah, alan
1: you're the between the three of us you hadn't seen it before me and ariel big fans so i'm curious to hear what I, you gotta say
2: i i liked it I'll, I'll tell you this much right now i i liked it i enjoyed it i loved the cinematography i loved how crisp everything was I loved how clean and, and gorgeous everything was. Like every shot, you know, every shot a picture, essentially. But I do feel, and I think I know why, it might have got that kind of rating, uh, Rotten Tomatoes-wise. Did you guys ever see this movie called Don John?
1: No. Mm-hmm. I am I, aware of it. It was playing at a movie theater, and I saw bits and pieces of it when I worked at the movie theater. It-
0: Oh, you mean the Joseph,
2: Joseph
1: Gordon-Levitt
0: Gordon movie? Joseph Gordon-Levitt porn yeah. movie. Yeah, it's uh, a dominant yeah. So, yeah. How does so, that
2: play into this? Well, mm-hmm. give, me, give me a moment. So pretty much, um, I feel with film is that people love to relate to the characters. I feel like people really enjoy being able to be like, oh, I, I'm like that character. I have that quirkiness. Or, you know, I'm a fucking you know, I'm an archer or something, and I live in a dystopian society, and I have to go fight in this battle royale tournament or something. Like, there's something where people kind of relate to just a little bit. And with this movie, it reminded me of Don John because with Don John, that movie is a solid movie. has really good things about it. It's pretty funny. But one thing I found very shocking about it was that it was, this, this is primarily for men. It's almost too relatable like some things get hit way too hit, hit some things get hit way too hard on the head where you, it's kind of frightening and <laughs> kind of almost like nerve-wracking because when I went to go watch that I watched it with my girlfriend and we were in the we were in the relationship for like maybe you know a couple years like like very very like one or two years and there was just instances where I was like you're literally saying all the secrets that men have <laughs> that movie was so open about a lot of things that men do in their, in their free time. And, you know, if you're a guy, go, go out and watch it and you'll know what exactly what I mean, because it's like somebody reading your mind almost. And with this film, a secret life of Walter Mitty, I felt the same thing where there were like, there were so many instances where I was kind of like almost angry and kind of like, I got a very big sense of melancholy. Watching this movie because I was like. Like it was like somebody was telling me. Like not telling me. But they were proving me wrong. Like they were kind of telling me. And shoving it in my face like. This could be you. But you're the fuck up. You're the one who's daydreaming. You are the Walter Mitty. You are the one that has all these things going on in your life. And and family and everything. Like it just hit so many things. On the head so hard where I feel like some people might be like, I don't like that because with film people like to relate, but people don't want to be 100% about it. People don't want to be like, you know, cause, cause the thing is they want to pretend they are the character. They want to believe they are the character, but they don't want the character to be 100% themselves kind of thing. It's like, you know, watching all these superhero movies and stuff. Like there's some things you can relate to some of the characters because you wish you were those characters. Like you wish you were Tony Stark because in, in in your head you're like you know what I think I'm a funny quirky guy and you see Tony Stark you see uh, uh RDJ's you know performance and you go man he's funny I feel like I'm that guy I feel like I'm him or you're kind of timid and kind of you know book smartish like Bruce Banner and you go you know what I can dig him I'm like I can explode I get it hmm. but with this film I feel like because I'm a big danger man like you said Derek I, I also am like a writer myself. I don't write as often, excuse me, as you do, but I daydream a lot, and I do get caught up in daydreams a lot. And the thing is, there are some parts of those daydreams where you go, "Whoa, this is really hitting really close to home." And there was something about like the crispness of the film and the and the clearness that you just kind of go, "This is just too." Real and in a, and, and an aspect. And, and then later on in the film where, you know, Walter Mitty finally dives in and goes, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to take those risks and I'm going to go in head, head first. And, you know, I'm going to go to Greenland. and I'm going to go to Iceland. And I'm going to find Sean and, and all that stuff. And, and it kind of upsets you a little bit. Like it kind of, that, that, that's where the melancholy kicked in for me. Because now it gets even more real because it's like now he's doing it. Because the biggest problem, the thing with people is, you know, I'm not trying to attack anybody. I'm not trying to, like, you know, like, ring stuff up or anything. But the thing is, with people is that people love to talk about what they want to do. People love it. They thrive on being like, yeah, one day I'm going to travel. One day I'm going to make all this money. Or one day I'm going to do this or that. But they don't do it. And and that's the reality. And I think that's where maybe some people might have taking offense to it. This is just my personal opinion to it. But I did feel this sense of melancholy where like, he's going out and he's doing all these things and it's all wonderful and stuff. I, because the thing is, you know that there's people that do that. You know that there's people that kind of finally decided, you know what to do fuck this office job, fuck working at this place or fuck working at McDonald's. I'm going to go dive in and I'm going to travel the world and I'm going to do what I want. And the thing is, you know, again, I'm not trying to attack anybody, but is that people just love to live in that fantasy. They love to live in that daydream and I think what it what it is is that this film just kind of reminds you like hey you can go out and do this you can do this but it also kind of reminds you at the same time that this is fiction this isn't real because Walter Mitty just kind of goes yeah I'll pay five thousand dollars to get penthouse to get a piano in there and then I'm going to go travel the to go find a picture
0: that's the thing though um is that because he has to go and travel he loses the penthouse he loses the the piano that's why they have to sell it so it's well, because he, he gets to travel
1: fired. the, the yeah, trip to greenland fired. was only 84 dollars. they make a point about that yeah exactly
2: but but the thing is like it's traveling and, and going like i'm not gonna lie like I, like because because i feel like the movie tries to kind of push a message to be like hey go out and do these things go out and have, live a life and go out and do all these great things and all that, but at the same time, like when I was watching it, I was like, "Ben Stiller, I love you, but I'm poor. Yeah. <laughs> I can't do those things. I want to do those things, but I feel like maybe that's what it is that that some people maybe thought that they're like, "I don't like this because cause sometimes some people just kind of delve way too deep into it, and they disturb themselves and they upset themselves, and they feel like a sense of like Melancholy, where they just go mm, because I won't lie, the same thing happened to me when I watched Don I just had this sense of melancholy where I was just like, That was kind of too real, like, it kind of bugged me. Um, it just kind of had this weird thing about it. And with this film as well, where like it's gorgeous, it's stunning, the acting, the effects, everything about it is great. But when I finished it, I was like, it, It's like it kind of reminds you of a lot of things that you should be doing in your life, especially. But I leaving- think that's
1: a good thing, right.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's a good thing. It could motivate you. Exactly.
0: I think it's just just like your perception of where you are, you know, like. Exactly. And and that's
2: why it's so divided because Mm -hmm. some people can just go in and be like, do you know what, do Fuck yeah. I want to go do that. I want to go travel. I want to do this. I want to be like it. But then there's other people who kind of get a little butter and just go, man, how fucking dare you? How dare you like do this? It's not like it's pushing the agenda or anything. It's just kind of like this kind of creeps in. Like, that's what happened to me. Like I was kind of watching it and it was kind of creeping in where I kind of a little I felt was like, Oh,
1: I did. I did feel it a little bit I'm, too. I did. I'm not yeah, going to lie. It, like feel that same thing, I'm but it was a good, it, it's good that I felt that, yeah, I feel like, you know,
2: exactly. It, it, it's mm-hmm. kind of like, like when you get a lecture from a parent or something, or you get a lecture from somebody, Hey man, you should probably change this or something. And you just kind of go, yeah, you're right, like, I, I get it, I should, kind of thing. It, it's one of those things where I feel like, and that's the beauty and power of film that I absolutely love, is that it can inspire you, it can push you, it can make you do different things. Or some people just go, um, you know, hey, I, I saw this movie, and, and it made me just go, you know what, dude, I want to go travel, I want to go do this, I want to go do that, kind of thing. And that's the beauty of it. That's just my opinion of why mm. it was, maybe divisive is that sometimes some movies just hit the nail on the head way too hard or mm-hmm. they go through and, the, and they go through the, the plywood and everything like that and you just kind of hits you and you're just kind of like damn okay i get it i get it you know mm. but mm. i loved the movie i absolutely loved it that they're like i just the cinematography everything about it like like, yeah, I got that sense of melancholy. But at the same time, I was just like, it's fucked up. But when he goes, yeah, I'm 42. I was just like, I'm 31. I got it. I, I can still make it. I can still make it. Because I feel also with a lot of people is that age is always this big thing where people just go, oh, dude, I'm already in my 30s. I, I'm done with life. I can't do anything. Or they have kids. They go, oh, I'm done, man. I, I can't do nothing like that. But that again, that's a mentality. And that's a message that the film is trying to get across. Is trying to say, dude, yeah, he's forty two. He works at Life Magazine, you know. He's helping out his family, but he can st- look at look at his adventures. Look what he did. Look what he accomplished, kind of thing. Look what he did. Look look at everything he's doing. And the thing is, it's just it's another w- message of trying to say, hey, man, you can do this too. Like you just gotta like believe in yourself. You gotta go out of the way to to just kind of put some things aside and be like, hey, you know, I can do this. But I feel like just that the the certain kind of things that people can relate to i think feel like maybe that's why it was upsetting for people, or maybe that's why they didn't like it as much because mm-hmm. i felt like the script was tight I, I felt like the cinematography the directing the acting everything was just outstanding the only thing i think i didn't like was the fucking late 2000s music which was used oh, in everything. Oh, no, oh, oh no! 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 no,
1: no. Yeah, you right, love know. us! Oh
2: no! Look, look, look us! <laughs> look, I, I love late 2000s, like, you know, emo music and, and rock music. It was indie. Just, oh, this is an indie it rock. No, 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 wait, wait. wait. I'm saying it's some of that indie music where it's like, oh, uh, oh, uh, oh, uh, oh. Like that one scene where he's like going.
0: Like, oh, Alan. I I like that ended shit. watching I,
1: this movie it, I, th- today, I and
2: it. I was like, "I'm gonna." A hard this disagree, game.
0: Alan. I fucking a hard
1: disagree. No. <laughs> you had me going. <laughs> <call>. You <laughs> had me going. All the things you were saying, and you took a hard right turn there. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I didn't mean to cut you but no, I cannot but, disagree more. <laughs> Look, this is I like love- a mixtape movie for me. Like, you know those movies yeah. that you're like, when? The right. fuck? This is like a level of Guardians of the Galaxy for me, like a garden state. This is like
0: a level. level yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. It's a level Sorry. of garden state for me. <laughs> but for
2: me, though, see, the, the thing is that garden state had great music, you know, like, you know, the shins are going to change your life. And all that. But this movie was just like, or not, not the movie, the music, though, some scenes where I was yeah. just like, it was just being way too hard to be inspirational. Where I was just like, oh come on, like don't don't do this to me, like uh, it, for me it just made me cringe. I don't like that type of like. Let's use like late two thousands like ending music and be inspirational and kind of thing. Where I was just like, oh did you? No, no, I'm sorry. Look, I love film. I love film to death, and I, and I'm very forgiving for a lot of things like film. But with music though, I am very picky about that shit. Like I love music. I feel like I'm. I'm a bigger music music kind of like uh, person than film because I, I listen to albums twenty four seven and just hearing that music I was just like oh ooh ew, ew stop no, <laughs> no ew, way stop. no you're st- entitled st- to your
1: st- opinion but yeah. it's wrong yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: absolutely absolutely <laughs> don't, don't like that, that's it's my okay. thing is, I I don't but, like I said I'm very very picky with mm. compared to like film like film I I always forgive a lot of things where I'm just like hey man a lot of people worked on this. But with music, I'm just like, I hate you. Why did you do that? Why oh, did man. you, like, buddy, buddies go out of your way and make this? Like, I felt very like, and the music fun.
1: also worked really well for the character and the character growth because at the beginning, it's very kind of like quirky and there's some flutes coming in and it's just like kind of like whatever, just kind of background music. But then it starts to get a lot more personal and a lot more like uh, this, these big songs about exploration and like living your life and stuff like that. And that's why oh. it, w- the music of this movie works. <laughs> Yeah, man, like, look at the... It's, like, the difference between the... It's the difference between the needle drops in Suicide Squad, which are just in there because they're, like, they mention New Orleans, so we gotta have House of the Rising Sun, versus the needle drops in The Suicide Squad, which actually mirror the emotions that the characters are going through. This Mm -hmm. is The Suicide Squad. It's that same kind of... And it's also there's such good songs. Like this is like every fucking song in this. I'm just like yes, put it on a mixtape. I will. Li- I will. I was like thinking as I was watching this. Like, I gotta like find a that Spotify playlist that is the fucking this because it's um it's it's I'm I'm really into that like garage rock revival like oh, yeah, like early too. arts, like indie yeah. rock scene.
2: Don't get me wrong, I am too, but not this time. Like for me, this <laughs> is like I call it um the office indie music, like like music. That I feel like they would play in the show The Office or something. That or like, literally that no area. music was I'm playing like, on the God show God The Office,
1: man. I don't know what you're fucking talking about. Like I'm wearing. So, I know.
2: It's, basic. it's so basic. Like, like, okay, all right, everybody listening, you're, you're, you're going to. I'm the villain. Fuck The Office. I fucking hate that show. That show's garbage. I know. I'm
1: wearing, yeah. literally wearing an office shirt right now. I know that you <laughs> hate <laughs> the office. But that's, not even, it's, that's not even a thing that happened on The Office.
2: No, no, no. What I'm trying to say, it's just, it's so basic. It's okay, generic- look. I look, 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 it's generic. Yeah. Like, like I love pumpkin spice, and, and I'll and I'll call myself a basic bitch for that. I love pumpkin spice stuff. I'm basic for that. But the thing is, the music in this movie was very indie basic. Like, it was just so like just generic. Like, like just so just late two thousands kind of like. <laughs>
0: This Alan coming, the in, office. Alan like, coming I, in with the hipster vibes
2: oh my god
1: you're like Any one of those hipster guys hipster. who goes to a fucking Radiohead concert and they're you're glad when they don't play Creep because you're like everybody likes Creep I'm glad oh they god, don't play yeah. that song
2: <laughs> I, I, will, I will take that to the fucking grave I literally told so many people whenever Look Radiohead <laughs> this is the song no, that no, people no, 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 no. hear
1: no, no, that no. made us famous no no, no, no fuck Radiohead for not playing that shit fuck Radiohead
2: I think Radiohead's fine. I donated my money for, for the album in the 2000s where they're like, you can pay whatever you want. I paid full price for the album. I went out of my way to do it. But uh, I think I think it's called In Rainbows. Um, but yeah. Creep, fuck Creep. I hate that song. It's so overplayed. I hear it on K-Rock every five seconds. 98.7. Every, it's done. Like, there, there's a, there's a point in time where, like, you know how some people, like, okay, like, I love Doctor Who and all that stuff. And a lot of my buddies over time go, you know what, dude, I'm done. I, I-, I don't need to watch it anymore. I saw a couple seasons. I, I got to a Oklahoma. Smart, smart people. Me,
1: smart people. <laughs> so, yeah, <fuck laughs>
2: it. Very smart because I keep going and I keep asking for more. But with Creep, I finally told myself, you know what, dude, I'm done. I don't need to listen to this song anymore. I've heard it so many times. And then just the other day, there was like a big, big like concert or something. And that Dave Chappelle showed up. Who is one of my absolute favorite people in the world. I love comedy he's one of my favorite comedians Uh, i think it was a foo fighters concert and he showed up and he sung creep and i was like you had me and i god damn it i love you dave but i don't fucking care for that
1: (laughs) okay but okay look at look at the killers right brendan flowers is like people are like oh oh do you ever get tired of playing mr brightside he's like no that's what the people love. Like, he's like, I'm not going to like tell my, give my fans some middle finger and be like, Oh, what? This song that everyone loves that made us famous. That like, that's why we are what we are today. We're not going to play that for you guys. He's like, why would I do that? But Derek a bright side. is a fucking banger.
2: But Derek, the killers are good. That's the thing. <laughs> the killers are very the killers good. Are I love Radiohead. Killers.
1: That's a point. That's a yeah. fair point.
2: Exactly. Yes. They fucking way are like, that whole first album destroys anything else that Hood's that done. I'm going to tell you straight up. I, I don't care. But, but, anyways, I digress.
0: <laughs> We're talking. Yeah, go I, back to I, the
2: world, sorry, back, to, back to the movie. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck, you guys? Because <laughs> I can have a, a heated conversation about music, like way more heated than film. But I digress. I, I love the movie. I thought it was a great film. I, I really recommend everybody go check it out. Um, it's on Hulu. That's where I watched it right now. It's on Hulu, so go check it out. Mm -hmm. Um, again, I already explained many reasons why maybe it's divisive. But you know what? I think it's divisive because of the music, really. Fuck the music. (laughs) I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. kidding. No, that was just my only gripe. I I didn't care for the music on the nose to indie. Uh, Oh, oh, whatever. Mm. But other than that. Great, great. But but you guys go ahead. Take 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 it. Well,
1: I one thing I wanted to say, like kind of like segueing in to you know talk about music, like me being like I'm a pretty big music, not not as much as you, Alan, but like I do like love music and I love live music, and that's what I kind of talked about, like how I kind of you know got out and had my Walter Mitty moment in my twenties, you know was you know before COVID, I was just starting to go to festivals and I never saw live music until I was you know probably about uh, like nineteen or twenty. I didn't. I went to my first concert and you know, then I went out there um, and one moment that I really related to in this film is cause it is about like pictures, like the like photography and all that is a big thing. And I'm also a like, I try to be a photographer. Like I'm, you know, an amateur photographer and one big thing, like me going to all these festivals and having all these experiences was like taking these pictures. And when Sean Penn is looking at that snow leopard and he's like, he just doesn't take the picture. And he's like, sometimes you just want to have the moment for you. I can relate to that because when Absolutely. I'm in a like festival and I'm like, you know, I just will put my phone down sometimes, but like, you know what, there's not, I'm not going to take any pictures during the set because I want, want to experience this. And I can't, re- I wish I could remember. It might've been cake, but somebody, some musician that I was seeing was like, like saw everybody with their phones is like, everybody wants to capture. No one wants to experience. And I think that's one Absolutely. thing that we, like this film was really hitting on the head really well. with.
2: Absolutely.
0: Mm. Yeah yeah and um i think it, it, it's all like a major, a good amount of our our podcasts kind of turn into we get very existentialist and just with <laughs> yeah. these conversations i really feel like going in a circle we are kind of like at different stages you know like i mean derek is out, out there doing stuff and stuff like that i'm kind of like feel like for myself I'm finally on that ledge, you know, to, to step off of, you know, like with personal reasons in my life. I feel like I'm, I'm hoping to enter into that, that era, you know, era of my life now too. Um, and then, you know, like, but then with Alan, it's, it's okay to like, not, you know, you can't, you just, you know, for multiple reasons for, myself speaking for personally like it's hasn't it's bored. not an easy world yeah <laughs> it's not an easy r- road you know to That's get to road. especially for people you know mexican-americans living in california <laughs> um but but yeah but I mean, it's it's just... a, real
1: fast it's, it's not just you know like going out and traveling like, it could be anything like this movie it's traveling for midi but it doesn't have to be travel for everyone like it could oh, be no. something as no, simple as it's, t- it's starting it's, a podcast yeah. with your friends about mm-hmm. movies because that's that's something that I'm like really proud that like the three of us like yeah, I mean, did the, you know with Fred at first and now mm-hmm. like three of us like like we all got together and we're like this is something we've wanted to do we've talked about doing and we went out and we did it and we've done we haven't missed an episode we like we've done it every other week since we started and it's something we consistently put out that I'm very proud of all of us for doing.
0: Yeah, and I oh, mean absolutely. it. It's for ourselves, you know, it's Mm -hmm. like we were having a conversation earlier about about, you know, like we are still, you know, in our infancy with this um, and, you know, but every every week, every Every other week, you know, we are releasing stuff that we're proud of, and that's what's most important, And at least for myself, is just, like, I'm happy. I'm always happy. This is always my my best times, you know, is to come on and talk with you guys, and it's just, you know, that's what's the most important thing. thing. Mm -hmm. And
2: these times, you know, these these very hard times with COVID and everything, so, you know, I always look forward to it as well. It, It just sucks that sometimes, you know, just like Walter Mitty life gets in the way and you you know you have family stuff or or work or anything like that where you're just like I'm on the way man you got you got to get these things out of the way before you know but no absolutely I mean yeah and and I really do believe a lot into the uh like like Derek was seen with the snow leopard where um you know I I I wish I can go to more concerts that that's one of my biggest regrets I wish i um The last couple of years before COVID, I, I was out there especially to see like the the super super hips or indie bands that I like. <laughs> I
1: what do you say Cut Copy, right, Alan? I,
2: I love, love Cut, cut copy. copy. That was cut such it. a fucking good show. Cut Copy, Saint Lucia, they're all great. I love yeah. that show was awesome. I think about that every other day. And um but you know when I, when I go to those shows, I I try not to take photos. Like I try and just go. Having a time, I'll take photos of us outside. Like you know, I used to smoke, cig- so you know, I would like gather everybody to follow me outside so I could have a cigarette and we could all talk <laughs> and stuff. But but now I quit. So you know, like almost five years, yeah, five years, yeah, almost five six years uh, quitting uh, cigarettes. So but yeah, like like that. Those I, I like taking ph- when we're outside talking and we're talking about the experience. I feel like that's just such a more valid thing rather than like you know because it's true nowadays you know there's people that are holding their phone up right now i'm holding my phone up as an example and they're like 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 they're kind of just staring at their phone but they're staring but but they're watching the show through their phone where i'm like dude just put it down just put it down and enjoy i I always think of this photo Mm -hmm. that came out about like 10 years ago um which is almost like a you know sean penn's character i I feel like sean penn's character would have took that photo as well of, um, I think it was like a parade or something or, or something. I can't remember, but there was like a, you know, a fence kind of like the, the silver metal fence things or whatever, like the, the bars. And I guess like a parade was going on or something, but the photo wasn't focused on the parade. It was focused on the people watching the parade. And it always stuck with me. And I always thought it was so wonderful was that, you saw all these young people, you know, at, it was my age as well, like their early 20s. And they were all just holding up their phone, just like I am right now. I'm holding up my phone and they're kind of like, they're doing that face with their heads a little up. Their nose is kind of pointing to the sky, but they're looking at their phone and they're trying to take a photo of what's going on. And at the very end, at the very end of the of the, of the the picture, this is this little old lady. And this little old lady... She's just straight up, just leaning on the, on the fence, just enjoying the moment. Like she has a big old smile on her face, a smile on her face. And she's just watching it and she's just chilling. Like she's just staring at whatever's going on. Again, I think it's like a parade, but you just see that everybody, you know, she's on the far right, but everybody to the left is just on their phones, not really enjoying the experience. They're just trying to capture the experience. But just seeing that photo itself, just like Sean's Penn, Sean Penn's character in this film, is trying to be like, hey, man, Like, sometimes you don't have to take a photo. Sometimes you just got to live in that moment. And I think that was one of the most powerful scenes in the film. And I fucking loved it, where he's like, shh, look at this. And, and like he's staring at the snow leopard, and he's just like, take the photo. And he's like, got to sit in that moment real fast and that absolutely like just made me love the film like it it made me go okay you know my melancholy gone fucking thrown out the window because like that's exactly what i love just living in that moment experiencing it and just enjoying it man like go ahead and take a photo don't get me wrong but take it quick because it's gone just live in it man like like john penn's character said just you know, take a photo if you have to, but just just real quick, take that photo, put your phone down, or put your camera down, whatever, and just experience it. Like that that's the most powerful part of the film. But go ahead. Yeah, sorry. Yeah.
1: No, honestly, like what you're saying, it kind of there was one more point that I wanted to make, and I think what you were saying kind of segues really well into that. And I think one of the most impressive things about this movie is there's this whole kind of like mystery throughout the film of like what is this quintessence of life? What is this like picture that Sean Penn is gonna like has? And you know it's kind of like oh like what could it possibly be that this thing this ultimate picture that they're building up and, bu- and up and up and a lot of movies you know when they have something like that they're not going they're not going to show you at the end because it's like oh this is you know it's impossible because nobody's going to agree on like this is the perfect thing and they keep building it up and then at the end you know with like twenty fifteen minutes left to go you think oh oh we we're never going to get to see that and because like how could they pay that off but then they're like, guess what? Here we are paying it off. And they pay it off at the like the last scene of the movie. And it's just so simple. It's just Walter. It's just, and it's like what you were talking about taking pictures, not of the show that you're watching, but of your friends, like being at the show. And that quintessence of life at the end was Walter himself just kind of like looking and just, it's like, you know, it says on the cover, like life dedicated to the people who made it. And it's exactly what you're saying about, you know, having, it's not like about capturing a snow leopard. That's not the ultimate cover. The ultimate cover is just like the people around us, you know, and like Walter just being a person and that it's, it's amazing to me that they pulled that off and like built this thing up and then delivered on it. Like, that's what like really, all these things in the end like the whole thing with Sean Penn at the end and then just like being like, yeah, this is the cover it's about the life of Walter Mitty and that was such a powerful moment and a powerful ending that they really just delivered on this thing that seemed like they wouldn't be able to. Um, So it, it really, it really hit me and just made just, it was a perfect, just like little, just like Mm -hmm. way to go out. Like there's no other way that it could end it. It was perfect.
2: for me. I I highly agree, man. Like um, one of my favorite, um, you know, I know all of us are really big movie fans and we're always excited for, you know, our comic book adaptations. And another photo I'm trying to keep was one of my favorite things I saw of a promotional image was for Scott Pilgrim way back in, in 2010. I, I kind of read a couple of the first comics or the, the graphic novels. I think it were the first two at the time. And then I kind of like forgot about it. And they were like, hey, we're making Scott Pilgrim. And I was like, oh, shit. OK, cool. And there's this promotional image. And that was it. It was just they didn't show anything else. You know, you already know that this movie is going to be like video game heavy, anime inspired and, and, and all. But what I loved is, is like it was just showing the characters like it was just showing all the characters in their costumes and they were just leaning at the bar. And, and I'm assuming that scene was supposed to be the scene where uh, Scott fights the first X. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember his name at the time, but he, he's at like um, the Indian Something Patel. Yeah, yeah. Patelia. Yeah, yes, uh, thank oh. you. And it's all of them just hanging out, and I don't know why. I absolutely love that image because, you know, yeah, they, they had like the weird hair, make the hair just like in the comic, and stuff. and like you know, like Ramona and Scott Pilgrim, especially like weird hair, and it's kind of bushy and stuff. But they're in their they're 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 in their early twenties and hipster, you know, like me apparently, but uh, <laughs> um. I just absolutely love that. Like, I love that they were just kind of all just leaning and just looking forward at whatever was going on. I don't know why, but I, I love stuff like that. It's kind of yeah. like the Spielberg thing.
0: Like, mm-hmm. Spielberg,
2: whenever he, like that's, his, that, like, that's his thing. Spielberg films is that he captures the people looking at what's going on. Just like in Jurassic Park or Alan Grant, uh, when he first sees the, uh, the, the Brontosaurus. Like like right away when when uh, when, uh the, the, the owner of Jurassic Park shows him, he's like, oh, welcome to Jurassic Park. And he shows him the brontosaurus and he's looking. And the camera's not on them right away. It's on him. And he's looking up. And then just like, you know, every other Spielberg from, I don't know why, but I love that. Of just people being at an event, but enjoying themselves and loving what's going on. Just like that image of, like, Scott Pilgrim. Yes, I know it's a promotional image, but what I loved is that they were all staring, and they all had this kind of, like, stern look of, like, all right, shit's going to go down. We're going to fight, or Scott's going to fight, or whatever. And it kind of hypes you. Even though it doesn't show you what's going on, you kind of just look at their faces, and you feel it. And I feel like this movie did a really good job of trying to, like, get people to understand that, to be like, hey, man it's not always what you're looking at. It's it's kind of what you're feeling mm-hmm. and, and experiencing kind of thing. But, yeah, sorry, I'm, like, getting really, really, like, mm-hmm. way too <laughs> in-depth about, like, photography or anything. I, I'm not a photographer whatsoever, but I just love shots like that kind of thing. Yeah. But, sorry, good. No, That's and to guys. get
1: kind of sappy, you know, like, there's that one picture, and it's from that time we all went bowling or whatever, and we were at downtown, and, like, we were, like, walking. And I can't remember which one of us, but one of us took the picture and the other, it's like, you know, three of us were just kind of like walking up and you can tell by our body language that we're having a good time, you know, like, and that's like, you know, that's the same kind of thing. It's like, yeah, we, you know, like we have, we're having that moment together. You can see like our friendship between us, you know, it's good. You know I was like, even though I'm like, oh man, you can kind of see my thinning hair in this. I'm like, I still fucking love that picture, you know?
2: Yeah, I took it because of that exact reason. I, I think it's on our Instagram it's everybody's back towards the camera. They're just walking. Because, you know, I could have easily took a photo of us all bowling and smiling, being like, hey, we're bowling. But I was like, you know what? I, I like I like the the before. Or I like the after. It's just kind of like...
1: It's a great I, shot, I man. Know. It's a great shot, honestly. Like, I think about that picture. Like,
2: Thank that's you. a and, fucking and, good picture. And I really appreciate it because I, I just love stuff like that. Like, I've always been very keen about it, you know, because, like, me and... Fred. For a time, we were amateur like cosplayer photographers. We'd take photos, and 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 we both had kind of our differences. Where like he was very straightforward, and he's like just do this. But I was always kind of like, you know, I'd be the type of person to like lay on the ground and just kind of you know fix the camera up. And I'm like do a pose or like look at me like you're gonna strike me kind of thing. And I was like I, I want to see that kind of emotion or even just like kind of the lackadaisical thing about you, like like. I don't know. There's just something that shots that are, are not typical, I guess, I absolutely love. And that's what I loved about the movie, especially that final shot. Because the whole time I was thinking, I was like, I thought it was going to be like kind of a, a little shitty take back where it was just going to be like nothing. Like the photo was mm-hmm. going to be about water or the photo was going to be like the piano or something. But when it was Walter, I was like, hats off to you, Sean Penn. I yeah. love it. Mm-hmm. That was
0: brilliant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just such a beautiful m- movie. Um, but with that, thank you, everyone, for joining me. Thank you, Alan and Derek, for watching this movie and enjoying it in your own certain ways.
2: Yeah, I'm yeah. <laughs> so sorry, I went I like, really, really, really hard into it, but no, yeah, no, 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 this is
1: one of her favorite movies. Like, and she calls it, um, my favorite thing is she calls it the MIDI. She's like, do You want to watch the MIDI?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love the MIDI. Okay, well, thank you, um, Mrs. McDuff, <laughs> um, <laughs> um with that thanks everybody for listening hit that subscribe button on your podcast app to make sure that you are always notified notified when a new episode of our show comes out and to continue to hear us babble and please if you're willing to give us a rating and review it really helps and lets us know what else you'd like to hear from us in this podcast um because we can only get better with your help is our motto is um once again we are the undercast company and um also um we have a couple of podcasts um i have a podcast called you've never seen question mark exclamation mark we're at the beginning of each month the first of each month i um invite a, a guest or guests um on and we discuss a movie that either ourselves or myself or my guests um have never seen but is considered a piece of pop culture or cinematic history um we got a good one coming up for for um October spooky month, spooky, scary, story Mm -hmm. month that me and Derek have never seen the original Halloween. Um, so Alan being our horror aficionado is, (laughs) and having the, the, um, you know, flying the Halloween flag proudly all year round, (laughs) as you can see in the video, um, he's going to be, um, directing us through our first viewing of Halloween, um and then and then besides that um now marvel content is coming out so we are mm-hmm. doing a lot more of our marvel podcast called infinity stones and dragon bones um it's always super excited to talk about the marvel universe the mcu the big old mcu um possibly becoming the m was it the Marvel MMU, Marvel <laughs> Multiversal Universe, but no way, really? That's a thing. It's possible they're, ha- they're, talk- they're having conversations about the name. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep it clean. Keep it the MCU. We need
2: to get crazy here. Yeah, yeah, hey, you yeah. Know what? yeah I I keep it MCU, but you know what, man? The MMM, the yeah. MM, the MMU, MCU, M-M-C-U? MMCU Yeah, the two. Yeah.
0: yeah. Okay, well, with that, thank you everybody. Um, thanks for being amazing and have a good rest of your day.
1: I'll see you in another life of Walter Meddy.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> One last thing why is Adam Scott always a dickhead in every movie? He's such a he good
1: asshole. he is a, a dickhead. Asshole. He plays such <laughs> a good <laughs> asshole. <laughs> oh my god he's he, the one show that you the one thing you would never watch that he's actually like a really cool guy and he's really good in his parks and rec he's great in parks and rec but, I, know I know you you would yeah. hate it but like he's character in that also shout out to katherine hahn who's so fucking weird and delightful and oh my god great cast Ooh, yeah i guess
2: so. oh, love. oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah
0: yeah all right Take it easy, everybody. all right bye <laughs> Bye.